Welcome to We The Union Podcast. I am your host, Daisha Benjamin. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I'm really excited about this episode. We're going to be talking about some of the unionization that's happening around the country, stories that I'm sure you guys have heard about. Um, so as you, I'm sure you're well aware, the COVID-19 pandemic led to a huge surge in unionization across the country and to a movement now known as the Great Resignation. Um, I'm sure you all saw the photos on like um, storefront windows of like Wendy's or McDonald's or whatever saying, sorry, we're closed today because uh, nobody showed up, right? No staff is here. Everybody quit. Um, I saw those photos and I loved it. I love the workers taking power into their own hands and saying we're no longer dealing with it. Um, yeah, because over the past few years, workers have become fed up with their workplaces and the lack of wages and benefits that they receive. And two of the biggest stories to come from this new surge um, are Amazon and Starbucks. Two words I'm sure you've heard a lot, a lot, a lot over the past few months and years. Um, so we'll we'll start with Starbucks. Um, murmur, murmurs around a Starbucks store organizing began in late 2019 um, at the Genesee Street Starbucks in Buffalo, New York. Um, however, things stalled until early 2021, and that's kind of when workers were just at their wit's end with the pandemic and the lack of care from management. Uh, workers reached out to the local chapter of Workers United, which is affiliated with SEIU, and SAU provided some guidance and helped them form an organizing committee uh, from the area Buffalo stores in the area. So feeling that they had a strong support among their colleagues and fearing that, of course, Starbucks had gotten wind of their plan, uh, the Starbucks workers at three Buffalo stores went public in August 2021 and filed a petition with the National Labor Relations Board, a.k.a. NLRB, uh, to unionize under Starbucks Workers United. Uh, of course, Starbucks immediately pushed back. Uh, they sent support managers to the stores and tried to convince the workers that, of course, they'd be better off without a union. No, don't you don't want a union. They'll stop you from talking to us, which is what we always hear anytime anybody starts to organize, right? Well, here's the question I have, and maybe, Michelle, you can take this one. Uh, I'm very curious about how you are dealing with all the union-busting uh, tactics that Starbucks has been using. Starbucks, you know, tries to portray itself as a socially responsible company, but it is now sort of revealing itself as a union buster and uh, really interested more in profits than in anything else. Uh, so what what are they trying to do and how are you guys responding to it? Um, I would say over here, I mean, everything, we are just remaining positive, um, looking at the bright side of everything that they've been throwing at us. Um, we have managers currently in our store, we have three ASMs and two store managers, which is totally not normal. And one of them, at least one of them is there all day parts. Um, we are not allowed to be left alone without them. Um, they're watching us. Um, they've hired almost double the amount of people that originally worked there when we filed. Leading up into that, we were getting text messages every other day from corporate saying like, we want you to vote no. And I, we just like responded to everything like really positive. And I found that that was 
I mean, the, the best thing to do. When they send managers in the stores, are they there to intimidate? And how do they intimidate? Realistically, just their presence. I mean, constantly being on you, the way that they place themselves on in the lobby when they're working on their computers, like to be able to see the whole floor. And for the most part, they do come in and be like, oh, we're here to support you. We just want to support you. Um, it doesn't feel genuine and they don't really offer anything to support except for the words of, I want to support you. But their presence there, um, a lot of the new people that they've hired definitely feel more intimidated by it. And so they've actually come to us and we're like, you know, asking questions like, is this normal? Is this okay? And I think us remaining with that positive attitude is what's on them, right? You have positivity and you have that negative, you know, here, and they're definitely drawn to us. And so it, it's... It's backfired, but I think intimidation is probably the number one tactic there that they're going for using it. So despite Starbucks's efforts to stop it, the NLRB approved the union's requests to be able to organize on a store-by-store basis. On December 9th, the Elmwood Buffalo location became the first company-run Starbucks store to form a union, winning the vote 19-8. to Of course, it was quickly followed by the Genesee location. And I remember hearing this news and being like, oh my God, they did it. (laughs) They did it. They did the unthinkable. We, at least I, did not think that Starbucks would ever become unionized, right? Just because of all the messaging that they put out and all the union busting that they do. So, Why are Starbucks workers organizing in the first place? It's simple. They want a seat at the table, which is what most workers want. They want a say-so in their working environment, right? Many workers are dealing with low wages, dangerous working conditions, cuts to their hours, and many Starbucks employees cannot afford basic necessities, yet are expected to simply deal with whatever management throws at them. A ship supervisor in Rochester, New York said, we're literally selling our lives and time and bodies to this corporation. Tell me why I don't deserve a living wage. And they are correct. Service industry workers should not have to stand on their feet all day, deal with violent customers sometimes, broken equipment, and still not be able to afford gas or pay their bills. Workers' pleas are not being heard, so they've turned to organizing. And, of course, which, as you heard earlier, has caused Starbucks to retaliate. Starbucks has fired multiple workers across the country for their role in organizing. Starbucks called any allegations of union busting or firing people over unionizing, quote-unquote, categorically false But Workers United has filed nearly 70 unfair labor practices against Starbucks. The NLRB recently called out the company over more aggressive tactics like illegally penalizing organizers by suspending an employee and denying another's scheduling preferences over their union support. Recently, Starbucks fired seven unionizing workers in Memphis after hosting a TV interview about them organizing at the store but said they were let go for reasons outside of the union, quote-unquote, outside of the unions, um, which we all know is not true. It just so happened that the people who were organizing were fired. What? What a coincidence. 
Um, <laughs> the workers and the supporters have fought back against Starbucks's retaliatory actions by holding rallies, walking off the jobs, and taking action while on the job. So right now, we're going to take a quick seven-minute break together at all four stores in solidarity with those Memphis 7 who were fired for cutting back at their cafe. So we're going to take a seven-minute break while at the same time. So we apologize to all you in line for making you wait a little bit extra for your order today. But everything would run much more smoothly here in Darwin's if we had a real say on the job. If we were staffed well enough to take breaks, if we were paid enough to come to work less stressed, or to stay home when we're sick, if we all had health care, if we all had time that we could afford to take off so that we could come back to work feeling refreshed. That's just some of what we're fighting for. We hope you all will understand. We hope you all will stand with us in our struggle for those things. So thank you so much. We will be back in seven minutes. Keep making those drinks and sandwiches. So thank you. Solidarity. All of the retaliation has simply caused more Starbucks locations to unionize. As of the time of this recording, more than 150 locations filed for a union election, with 30 voting in favor of a union and two voting against. Every day, there are new stories about another store store filing for an election or winning their election. It has been truly amazing to witness. And I love seeing the videos of the workers celebrating. And, you know, all of this union busting has pretty much backfired against uh, Starbucks. It's kind of been like a domino effect. Store after store have been just organizing and getting their elections. And I even uh, saw that certain baristas were like, well, we're organizing because of all of the union busting. You know, Starbucks has said that they're such a modern company and they're pro-Black Lives Matter and they're pro-LGBTQ rights. And, you know, but they don't like unions and they're spending tons and tons of money to fight unions. Well, now we're going to unionize because of that. And I love it. We love to see it. (laughs) We love to see it. Um, Now let's turn our attention to Amazon. For years, Amazon has faced allegations about treating its employees poorly. Allegations have included not letting workers use the bathroom, not letting workers go home after being injured on the job, disciplining or terminating workers for not meeting quotas, and so much more. How realistic are the rates that they're giving you? I mean, what's realistic at all? Not realistic? No. There's absolutely no way to make rate. You know, you got to find little ways to, to cheat it. Because once you hit rate, by the end of the week, they raise it, they bump it up again. Because they start saying, hey, people could, could hit those rates, could hit those numbers. Hey, let's push them a little harder. Every week, it seemed like it was going up. There'll be people that will hear what you all are saying, and they'll say, well, you signed up for physical labor. A job is a job. There were benefits and they're now investing $700 million to do retraining for other types of jobs. What's the real grievance? What is there to complain about? I actually used to think that way for a while. Whenever I, when I first started, whoever I heard complaints from, I was like, well, it was in the job description and, and you signed up for it. Uh, the part they don't talk about is the safety rules that you have to ignore to make rate. It's not just you go in Okay, and you, you do your job and that's it. So you're in, you're in a weird bind. It's incredibly hard to meet rate 
while following all the safety procedures. And I'm sure you all have heard the story of the six workers who were killed in a tornado at an Amazon uh, warehouse because Amazon would not let them go home. And they were, unfortunately, the building was destroyed by a tornado and six employees were killed. Um, And I'm sure you've heard the stories of workers having to pee in bottles because they don't get adequate breaks or, you know, they're being docked because of, you know, taking too long on their breaks or being disciplined for it. It's absolutely ridiculous allegations. They're like hearing these stories. I'm like, that is absolutely insane. Um, But once again, the COVID-19 pandemic exacerbated the terrible working conditions and workers at the Bessemer, Alabama and Staten Island locations decided to do something about it. One year after the start of the pandemic, the Amazon workers in Bessemer had a union election. Um, Unfortunately, they lost because of a huge anti-union campaign by Amazon. Amazon's anti-union tactics are in many ways typical for corporate America In a study of unionization drives, a researcher at Cornell University found that 89% of employers had mandatory anti-union meetings, 57% threatened to close operations if workers unionize, which we've seen here at Council 36, we've seen that, Um, 47% threatened to cut wages or benefits, and 34% fired union supporters, which of course we've also seen in the Starbucks case and in Amazon case because they fired multiple people for holding rallies or just discussions um, about the union. So we've definitely seen that in these cases. The company has held what are known as captive audience meetings where workers are forced to listen to lectures about the bad things that could come from organizing a union. Uh, Supervisors would stop by workstations to urge staff to vote no And workers are on the receiving end of anti-union literature in the mail, on the internet, and even in the warehouse bathrooms, which I did see a photo of, and I was a little weirded out. Like, why are you putting this type of literature in the bathrooms? But companies will do it all just to stop people from joining together and fighting for, you know, a better workplace. We've seen it so many times over and over again, and they spend thousands and millions of dollars just to stop people from organizing when they could simply spend that money to hire people's wages. But that only makes sense to me, I guess. The first thing that they did was they started hanging up this, the propaganda. The vote no. Amazon set up anti-union placards in the break room, the warehouse, and even inside bathroom stalls. And then they sent people down from other places. And they're all over the place and they have them for every shift. And what they would do is they would come around and go to each station and ask you, hey, I'm Joe Blow from wherever. Do you have any questions about the union? I'm here to answer your questions. The next thing was the classes. They had somebody who was like their, the captain of the union busting who would come down and teach like. What was the official title of the class? They just called it like union training. That's it, which is funny because it's not union training. It's anti, it's union busting 101. Um, Those who follow the labor movement know that Amazon is merely using a scaled up version of corporate America's 
blueprint for fending off union drives. They bring in pricey lawyers and consultants to push the boundaries of what's legal, or they blatantly violate America's labor laws. And it appears that Amazon efforts in Bessemer are going to be successful. The Amazon workers voted no to unionization. However, RWDSU fought the election results and won a re-election. But now, a month after the re-election, it appears that Amazon may win for a second time. Some votes are being contested by RWDSU and Amazon, but at as of right now, it doesn't look like the election will be successful for a union. So, but while Amazon seems to be winning in Alabama, we know that they have failed in Staten Island. Um, just a few weeks ago, a massive facility in Staten Island voted yes to forming a union. Whoa! <laughs> It is the first Amazon facility in the U.S. to unionize. It was a momentous event that happened, and everyone in the labor movement is so proud of what those workers had to accomplish because we know it was not easy, um, especially when you have a large corporation, you know, pushing all this anti-union sentiment. So, uh, we, we got the juggler. We went for the juggler. And we went for the top dog because we want every other industry, every other uh, business to know that uh, things have changed. We're going we to unionize. We're not going to quit our jobs anymore. And, uh, you know, this is a prime example of, of what, what the power that people have when they come together. Our story, our reality is what we live in. The customers need to know that. And if they don't support that business, then they don't stand in solidarity with the workers and their customers that come from the same community. So that's just, you know, I'm not going to call a boycott yet, but, you know, I'm going to say is this, that stand in solidarity with the workers here, stand in solidarity with workers in any community that has an Amazon facility because they affect your community. I know plenty of times Amazon set up a building and, and people in the community are upset because of the traffic they cause, because of the pollution they cause. There's a lot of different issues to talk about when it comes to Amazon, but I can tell you what, Amazon doesn't become Amazon without the people. And we make it we make Amazon what it is. We did it! Hey, 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 wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We gotta thank Amazon because they made this all possible. Um Chris Smalls, the president of the Amazon Labor Union. I'm sure you guys have seen him everywhere. He's been so vocal, so proud of the Amazon workers and he has been just leading this cause across the country and you know I I love seeing his face everywhere and all the any interviews he's doing and bringing attention to what is happening at Amazon um yeah but he's also been organizing a nearby sorting facility in New York the hundreds of Amazon employees that work there began casting votes on whether or not to organize with the ALU on April 25th, so just this, just a few days ago. Um, if they vote in favor of a union, it would be a massive blow to Amazon. We'll be keeping a close watch on the results of that election, and we are sending solidarity to all of those workers who are currently fighting for a union. Both of these stories involving Starbucks and Amazon employees have been amazing to witness. Um, I've said this in a previous episode that we are witnessing history, right? We've never seen such a surge like this in a long time. 
and um, both Amazon and Starbucks were so proud of those workers who are saying, we're not, we're not putting up with it anymore. We're going to fight back. And, um, you know, I hope that workers across the country continue to fight for a better workplace. Make sure you follow the ALU and Starbucks Workers United on social media so you can keep up with how you can support these workers while they unionize. If you know any great uh, unionization stories that you want to share or that you think we should share and we should talk about, let me know. You know, hit us up on social media. Um, and, you know, we love hearing these stories and we love talking about it. So I thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next time.